0: Today on the Tearsheet Podcast,
1: one of the things that, that we like to say is that business owners are expecting us to kind of consumerize their business lives, if you will. Yeah, um, you know, in our consumer lives, we expect this immediacy and efficiency and security and everything mobile. Um, and B two B payments aren't there yet, uh, and we are working hard with our partners and clients to take them there. Um, there's no reason why B two B payments shouldn't be um, as modern as consumer payments.
0: Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Tearsheet Editor-in-Chief, Zach Miller. For this episode, I'm joined by Darren Parslow, Global Head of Visa Business Solutions. Darren and I chat about the innovation in the B2B payment space over the last few years. We discuss how Visa helps SMBs enhance their money flow operations. And lastly, we look to the future. And I ask Darren what advice he would give to small businesses looking to digitize operations to better manage cash flow and expand payments beyond the point of sale to grow their businesses. Darren Parslow is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast.
1: I've been a Visa for about 20 years uh, in a variety of different roles. Um, I started off in banking, uh, moved into consulting, and then ended up a Visa about 20 years ago. Uh, I currently run our Visa Business Solutions Group, which is all of our commercial payments from small and micro businesses to middle market. And then large market and treasury services so um, it's a fun a fun group i've been doing this for about nine months now though i've had uh different stints around visa in this space um and actually started my career around small business banking so
0: excited to be here awesome and i appreciate that introduction so clearly a lot has changed since uh since you started at visa um but when you look at innovation uh in the b2b payment space over the last few years Where are you seeing opportunities uh, for small businesses?
1: Yeah, so, um, like, I actually think we're in this new era of digitization for small businesses, and we often talk to our banking and credit union and fintech clients um, around the changes that have happened, in particular, since COVID. And I'm sure that in uh, other interviews, you've had a lot of post-COVID trends, and uh, this will be no different in so much (laughs) as... um, You know, small businesses really have become much more digitally savvy and needed to by necessity. Um, We've seen a huge uptick, obviously, in online sales. Um, In fact, one study we just did said that over 90% of small businesses uh, that we talked to attribute their survival during the pandemic uh, to online and e-commerce sales.
0: Totally. We've heard that as well. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, the the good news there is that technology is just it's it's rapidly upon us. Um, Mm -hmm. It's opening up a, a ton of opportunities. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to draw the line from payment to broader topics. But when you think of what digitization has done in the payment space and allowed faster, more immediate payments in and out of a small business, it helps business owners with things like staffing shortages and supply chain shortages, and even inflation. So um, there's just a lot of, of real-time impact of digital payments, uh, mm-hmm. and since COVID. But to be honest, there's still work to be done. Um, you know, one of the things that, that we like to say is that business owners are expecting us to kind of consumerize their business lives, if you will. Yeah. Um, you know, in our consumer lives, we expect this immediacy and efficiency and security and everything mobile Um, and B2B payments aren't there yet. Uh, and we are working hard with our partners and clients to take them there. Um, there's no reason why B2B payments shouldn't be, um, as modern as consumer payments.
0: I love that. Um, that sort of narrative that, that consumers is leading business, um, and that business people also are consumers as well. So those, those, that, that same sensibility is brought over into the business space. So given, um, the opportunities that are still there and some of the innovation that has happened over the past few years, what roles do you see FIs um, and fintechs have in, in in helping to, I guess, accelerate or continue building out this innovative economy? Yeah,
1: so look, I think that banks, credit unions, fintechs, uh, financial institutions in general are playing a huge role um, in kind of this innovation game, right? There's, there's just a lot that they can do but let's be clear, there's still a lot of white space in the cash and check space. Right. So right. Um, we, you know, our most recent study shows that check is still about 23% um, of payments, and cash has about seven yeah. percent So really 30% of, of transactions in the US are still cash and paper, which are incredibly inefficient for that small business owner mm-hmm. uh, to manage their cash flow, whether it's on um, them getting paid or them uh pain with those means. So a lot that, that our clients can do and partners to attack that kind of uh that cash and check space. But when the good news there is that when you look at consumers and you look at some of those studies that we've done, you know, consumer preference for cash has gone down markedly since COVID. Um, these we, we've been tracking this for years and years as you can imagine um and cash preference is you know stuck around the 23 percent range for a while. Uh-huh. Uh, it's jumped down to 19. so a four percent decline which is is literally five to ten years of change wrapped up in a pandemic period. Uh-huh. Um, and then the actual share of transactions uh, by cash and check if you look at those same businesses and you look on our network, um, 35% pre-pandemic down to 29%. So 4 and 6% changes in these metrics are hurting mm-hmm. market, um, which is which is good news um, for all of us. And then as, as it relates to kind of the innovation themselves that we see happening, uh, particularly with our FinTech partners, uh, but also with some of our uh, more progressive banks, everything from digitally onboarding small businesses mm-hmm. and not requiring in-person or, or branch channels Um, really double downing on streamlined underwriting. And in some cases with fintechs, there are vertically, you know, industry vertical supply chain finance um, options for small Mm -hmm. businesses around. Um, And then there's been a massive uptick in reporting and expense management and card management um, digital players. And here, you know, expense management used to be controlled by a lot of the bigger platforms. that we were all used to, but now with with cards and particularly with virtual cards, we'll talk about that in a second, um, you've got players that are turning expense management platforms into card management platforms. Um, And grow, share tremendously the likes of, you know, Ramp and Divi and some other partners of ours. So really, uh, you know, our role at Visa is just to enable all of these digital only, progressive platforms, whether they're by banks or fintech partners, um, but we're super excited.
0: Awesome opportunity for Visa as you know, as opposed to just providing direct payment technology, you really have that platform for a couple of those companies like like you said, Ramp or Divi, who who have been on this program as well. Well, so let's let's segue then into talking about what Visa is doing um specifically in the SMB realm.
1: Yeah, so a couple of things. I'll just set some context first. You know, when you think of the, the digital ecosystem, it's all predicated on seamlessness and streamlined payments and getting payments in and out quickly. Because the number one thing that's important in our small business space is cash flow. We know that, Absolutely. right? Cash flow yep. is for the business owner. It's also cash the number one the cash. Well, cash <laughs> flow is <game. laughs> It's yeah. the number one reason why small businesses fail, as well. Right? Yeah. It's 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 why they can't. In some cases, they have um, problems expanding fast enough because Mm -hmm. of cash flow constraints. So we're uh, acutely attuned to that uh, and trying to make sure that all of our core products uh, help in that cash flow, right? So faster payments, taking your online payments, setting yourself up for e-commerce payments, um, and then paying, uh, getting things out, using credit lines, uh, using credit cards as a cash flow tool, extending your days payable from one day with cash and immediate to seven days or ten days with a check to thirty days mm-hmm. with a card, um, is a is a fairly fundamental way to increase your cash flow. Um, and then I mentioned virtual cards before. It's an area where we're really focused on, and our clients are as well. And I think it's probably the fastest growing trend that we're going to see in our small business portfolios around the world. So a virtual card allows a small business owner rather than to either give their employees card, you know, physical plastic. Mm -hmm. um, You can provision a single card for a single purpose with Mm -hmm. a preset and only available for a certain time period. You can provision that to an employee or to your own mobile device And think of a use case where you have an infrequent traveler and, you know, your employee needs to do the once a year business trip um, out to a trade show. Um, They can use that virtual card on their mobile phone for that one hotel night that they need to spend, rather than the owner having to give out cards to a whole bunch of employees, which we all know uh, can be a pretty scary prospect for some small business owners. So these virtual cards also allow small business owners to pay their invoices and their suppliers virtually, um, they connect connected to larger companies, ERP systems. Um, and so I just think it allows that owner flexibility, control, and comfort in a way that they didn't have before. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, we also know that there are times when suppliers don't take cards. Uh, as much as we would love everyone to take cards, uh, we know we're not quite there yet. And so for um, in that circumstance, we've uh, teamed up with a whole bunch of partners uh, that we call business solution payment providers mm-hmm. um, and these guys step in the middle of a transaction so the small business owner can use their credit line um, take advantage of that working capital flexibility that our products give um pay the what we call the bpsp the uh, companies like plastic um, mm-hmm. and then they will go and pay the supplier in the format that the supplier demands whether that's ach or otherwise mm-hmm. um, so it'll it, it's it's twofold, right? It allows a small business owner uh, to achieve that working capital benefit, but also to stay in good terms their suppliers, uh, which is super important. Those, those providers have also outside the United States have started to add additional value added services to their business model, right? So in places in Latin America and in Asia Pacific, they'll provide tax ID, Um, numbers to invoices, um, which is very important in some jurisdictions. So um, it's an interesting space that's growing pretty rapidly. We're pretty happy about that. And then for small business owners, uh, specifically, we've built a practical business skills site um, at Visa, which kind of gives advice to small business owners, uh, whether that's uh, promoting their business or managing their employees, but um, some, some very specific small business owner advice Um, and then if I kind of move over to the card space, uh, we've built a lot of loyalty programs. Um, -hmm. so our visa savings edge program, uh, allows small business owners to get discounts at places like Intuit, uh, QuickBooks or Microsoft advertising or MailChimp where you get the discount and then you see a a credit on your next monthly statement. Um, so, you know, another way to, to help small businesses overall, These as a company has dedicated over 200 million in the last couple years since pandemic, um, focused on small business recovery, small business tools, and really setting up this enablement of a more digitally savvy small business owner and what those experiences uh, demands. We're pretty happy about that. In fact, it was this month, two years ago, that we made a commitment. It's uh, digitally enabled 50 million small business owners. Mm-hmm. Um, and so far, we're over 30 million. So over two thirds of our goal and on the way to surpassing that. And then finally, one of our crown jewels uh, is Cybersource, um, mm-hmm. which is a world-class e-commerce platform um, that allows a small business to take online or to take payments of any type, online, POS, in the mail, um, on the phone, um, but also has uh, very sophisticated fraud tools um, and supports really an end-to-end small business platform and uh, that's being deployed by many of our partners um, around the world. So we're really busy in the small business space. Deep roots. Over-
0: yeah, <laughs> no, but deep roots. And so, so I guess something you mentioned early on is this acceleration during the pandemic of uptake at the SMB level for digital payments um, digital tools of all sorts but we've also heard and I'm sure you're seeing this as well as uh, an uptick in fraud obviously during these these, these yeah. times the volumes are up on both sides so um, maybe we could talk about what visa is doing there
1: yeah so yes uh, as much as small business owners became more digitally savvy uh, since the COVID, since covid so did our fraudsters um, and uh, they're not uh, they're not any more lazy than they used to be um, You know, going back to some of our consumer research recently, we know that a third of consumers uh, have stopped using a brand um, or shopping at a store because Mm. of a fraudulent charge. Um, We know that 69 uh, percent of U.S. uh, survey respondents uh, had complaints around Internet fraud. Now, Internet fraud could be a pretty broad topic. Um, Conversely, though, on the Visa network, uh, we we witness seven cents out of every hundred dollars spent in fraud. Hmm. Uh, so, point zero 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 seven uh, on the dollar, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seems really low, but from a, a small business owner, that that level doesn't really matter, right? Because anytime, uh, anytime there's a lapse, it'll have kind of lasting consequences. So, sure. um, one of the things that we try to do is constantly remind our small business owners and our partners. Some things that actually sound pretty banal, but are incredibly important, right? Things like updating your software all the time, um, dealing with those pesky uh, security patches that have mm-hmm. to happen. Um, actually, do those right, um, and also when you're setting up acceptance, um, make sure that you take advantage of the fraud tools that your payment provider offers, and be in constant talks with your payment provider because these fraud tools are changing and getting enhanced all the time. I would say that. Our clients, uh, FIs or Pentax, have never been more focused um, on cybersecurity and fraud prevention. You know, in the last five years, they've spent uh, $9 billion on boosting cybersecurity uh, and reducing fraud. So um, it is one of the pillars of our brand promise um, and something that we take very, very seriously.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a horrible game of whack-a-mole, um, but, <laughs> but obviously justifying the investment. Um, In the the remaining time we have, Darren, I'd I'd be curious to hear. I love your perspective because you sit on top of so many small businesses. Um, What kind of advice would you give to small businesses um, as they're thinking about optimizing, working with their cash flow?
1: Yeah, there's a couple things. One, um, which isn't necessarily advice as much as it is maybe a little helpful hint. Um, You know, at Visa, we have started using uh, 2019 as our baseline. To do projections on OPEX and on mm. revenue. Um, and it's a good, it's a good thing for people to think through. If you, if you use 2020, 2021 numbers, whether that's for ordering inventory or managing employee expense, managing healthcare benefits, you're gonna get some wacky results. Mm. Um, and you could end up making some, you know, some mistakes around those numbers. Mm. Um, so we found using 2019 is a good baseline to kind of project what, if you will, pre-pandemic or BAU might look like from a growth perspective. Um, so that's just a little hint. Okay. Um, there's this another, and, it, and it, I know it sounds cliche because people use it all the time, but, you know, follow your customer and where they're going. And this became very clear in COVID because customer experiences and behavior did change so much. And, you know, there's a lot of chatter as to whether they'll ever come back to pre-pandemic Um, experiences or that we've got permanent change in front of us. Um, But the, uh, you know, a a recent example uh, during COVID was gym owners, Uh, whether they're big chains or small gym owners, um, Mm -hmm. shut the doors during COVID, right? And there were some gym owners who um, thought that because they couldn't have on-premise gym experiences, they had to give refunds and shut down their business. There were others that very quickly morphed to where the customers were realizing the customers wanted to exercise more than ever, shut up in their homes, and they went to online classes, and they gave mm-hmm. dietary advice, and they did social distance programs in parks, and they they just they quickly adapted their business to where their customers were, mm-hmm. and they survived, and they thrived, and now their gym memberships are up higher than they've ever been. So you know, just a, I know that's a, a specific example, but customers have changed. Um, and so I think that there's this, and and luckily for Visa and our colleagues and and partners, a lot of that is around digitization and digital channels. And so when I speak of digitization, it really is more than just e-commerce. It's more than just payments as a means to, to get something done. Um, it's really taking advantage of the overall, not just e-com opportunity, but digital opportunity. Um, remember that the, those 90% that said uh online sales and e-commerce were the reason for their survival and pandemic. Those same small businesses said that uh, e-commerce sales are upwards of 50% of their revenue today, Mm. Um, really big jump. And if you look even in the retail small business space, uh, which is probably the last to go completely online, right? Um, Even there, we're seeing online sales upwards of 28, uh, approaching 30% of total sales, which is a big jump um, from when they were. And then finally, as a piece of advice, Gig economy and workers have changed. And so take advantage of some of the digital programs that are out there um, for your employees and use it as an advantage. Everyone's facing staff shortages today. Mm -hmm. One of the main things that can keep employees and recruit employees is the ability to get their wages very quickly. Mm -hmm. And we're partnering with a whole bunch of players in the space right now on what we call earned wage access. And that's the ability to access your wages on a more frequent basis, whether that's weekly, or even daily, you know, if you're a rideshare driver, or if you're an Airbnb or, or VRBO property owner, you want your wages in a real time way and not uh, not what is traditionally in a monthly way. And so we're seeing companies that are having competitive advantage and some that are falling behind very specifically around the frequency in which they pay their employees. And then if you're a micro business, you may you may act more like that employee uh, than a larger small business. And there are faster settlement options um, now that are available, right? So getting paid uh, as a merchant far quicker uh, than you used to. Those options are available through many of our payment providers. And it's one of the biggest trends that we're seeing right now on that side of the house. So
0: that's, uh, no, that's great. I think you've, you've, you've done a great job um, capturing, I guess, the views into uh, into helping these small businesses. Darren, I appreciate you uh, taking time today and joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast.
1: Great, thanks so much, Zach.